www.staggeringstories.net, podcast series one, number 30. Sweeping the Clangor. From Crawley, it's the podcast of the week. Welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast number 30. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. 49L Apple Stroke 6. Apple? Apple. Granny Granny Smith or Cox? Oh, so many, (laughs) many responses. (laughs) Anyway, kicking off as usual, it's the news with El Presidente. Well, what's up with Doctor Who? There's a new competition (gasps) to win a tour of the Doctor Who Tortured and Sarah Jane Adventures facilities in Cardiff. Are sad people approaching 40 allowed to um, (laughs) enter this competition? Basically, Adam, can (laughs) we win this competition? Don't know. Well, 100 lucky people can. (gasps) 100 lucky people? Uh, Ask me out. I'm not lucky. We've had disappointment with Hamlet, so, you know. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we could go around the studios. We could, yep. I've seen the little logo for this, and they've got Pugsy dressed up in a pinstripe suit. See, people can't see the hand gestures. I know, I know, but I do it, do it anyway. So I've seen you know, as well. They are, you know, that's <laughs> well, not the hand gesture you should make over for Pugsy. Hello! <laughs> head of Pertwee! We haven't said hello! Hello, 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 hello Head of Pertwee! Yo, Head! He really shouldn't yeah, say that. Never. No Likewise. one over 16 should say yo and yo. not expect to get hit. Sorry. God. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a new yeah. book, not by Douglas Adams, I was say, this strangely. Is, this is going to be difficult. You know, they've got a Ouija board set up somewhere. Yeah, died in, what, 2001, wasn't I it? I think so, yes. Yeah, but seeing Douglas Adams is a devout, well, is a devout humanist. Do you remember him saying that if he ever gets to heaven, he'll be bloody annoyed? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be written by the chap who writes the Artemis Fowl book. I haven't read any of Artemis Fowl, so I don't know. No, what, I have no idea about it. I don't know what, what he's like, but I'm not 100% sure about this. You know, it's, it does seem to strike to me of sort of trying to cash in. Cash in, yeah. This strikes me as the literary equivalent of messing about with the special effects on Star Wars <laughs> and Doctor Who. Mm. It's done. He wrote yeah. it. He's shuffled off this mortal coil. Draw a line under it. That's the end. Yeah. It's never going to be on. as good. Yeah. I think it will. Even happen. if it is as good people are going to say it wasn't as good so it's, yeah. it's a no-win thing. I think it will add a sense of closure to the entire Hitchhiker series. I think his what? death kind of did that. Oh, well, the character's oh. death kind of did yeah, that. Yeah, I think the last oh, book the bit with destroyed... Marvin at the end. Yeah. Oh, that was so sad. The last book he destroyed everything. All the Too multiple much. Earths in yeah. all across dimensions. So, I mean, that pretty much drew a line That's under it. means all right. nothing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I think at the time he was sick to the back teeth of Hitchhikers. Yeah. Though, I think afterwards he did say he regretted. Yeah, yeah. But any of them well, they, did, like they did alter it on the uh, radio plays. They did. The, you know, the line was firmly drawn under it, and yeah. I don't see the yeah. point no, in no, resurrecting it. We shall see. Mm, we shall see indeed. I'm going to get a copy from the library to see mm, what it's yes. like, but I wouldn't actually go and buy it you know, straight off the bat. Moving on. 
Does anyone remember Chocky? I've heard of Chocky. Chocky was so cool, and they're looking at making a film about it. Spielberg. Yes. Film, yes. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Chocky was on, was it the late 70s, early yeah. 80s? About the early 80s, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Both, both copies, were, you know, both books, I think. Yeah, it's basically about this kid who's got an imaginary friend who turns out to be an alien entity. Ooh. Oh. And if I remember rightly, it's interested in learning about um, everything about Earth and the goings-on. Ah. Like a probe. You're obsessed with probes. Obsessed. So we're looking at um, a friendly alien, yep. and Spielberg. Mm. Yep. Yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I wonder if you'll call it Choc E. We had E T. So mm. <laughs> would he redo a special edition where all their guns get turned into? Uh, mm. I don't know what it might be this time. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> Bananas. 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 Bananas are good. Yeah. They never had guns in Chockey. There was a distinct lack of guns. Yeah. Copies of Dianetics. I remember this was BBC Tea Time. Ah. I think it was BBC. Yeah, I think it was the BBC. Yeah. I just remember coming home from school to watch it. Uh. That was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, any more news? Talking of remaking things which shouldn't be remade, Yeah. Warner Brothers are going to do a prequel of I Am Legend. Because they can't do a sequel, What, the Will Smith thing? Yeah, the yeah. Will Smith yeah. thing. Again, that... No, it it doesn't work. Iron Legend was. A oh, one... I'm sorry. Sorry, my opinion counts for nothing. <laughs> Fine, I'll just sit here quietly. How long has it taken you to realise that? <sighs> Far too long. Oh, sorry, I'll no. sit here quietly. No, um, I am Legend was a one-shot film. It's like doing one-shot book. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, so so you're going to do a prequel to it. What's that going to be? Dawn of the Dead. You know, yeah. it, well, they weren't much. actually dead as such. I mean, no, they were zombified. No, they weren't zombies. They were just crazed Vampiric. zombies. Well, there were vampires in the book, but yeah. in, in the film, they were um, just crazed, bloodlust human mutations. Zombies yeah. <laughs> who couldn't stand the light and mm. like to eat flesh. Yeah, so kind of vampire zombies. Yes, yeah, you know. No. Yeah. The book I think is credited with creating the zombie genre, isn't it? Even though yeah. it's actually a vampire book. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. The film starts. Basically, after the event that caused mm, yeah. the um, zombie vampire mutant yeah. blood eating mm, yeah. things, so I suppose the prequel could be the run up to it. But you kind mm. of know how it yeah, ends. You, you saw yeah. everything in flashbacks. Well, that's it. Yeah, it, was, it was just flashbacks. I mean, yeah. there is a market you know, for finding out how everyone in New York and I suppose the surrounding area got infected in the first place. Yeah, it just smacks of me. They're actually make, remaking Dawn of the Dead because that's essentially what it would be. They're just out of ideas, aren't they? Yeah, oh, you know, this, this is because Warner Brothers have spent so much money suing people <laughs> that they, they haven't got enough money for decent films. Yeah. I mean, what's that that recent Harry Potter thing? Right. Oh, yes. Which I thought yes. it was amazing that the, the um, Bollywood studios got away with they that because yeah. that was the most blatant rip-off ever. Harry Potter. <laughs> it's yeah. um, a story about a young lad who uh-huh. helped save the world and his name was Harry Potter. Apparently, Harry means son and Potter is as common a surname as Smith. And okay. Warner Brothers sued them. Although, mm. admittedly, they took their sweet time yeah, soon and they'd known about it for yeah. years mm-hmm. and lost. It, it was filmed in, in an Indian equivalent of a Hogwarts and uh, every five minutes they'll start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> How about Shatner, then? Oh, oh. He's had a rant on YouTube, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a new, a new outlet that he calls the Shatner Project, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically a set of videos he puts on YouTube. Yeah. Obviously, he's upset at not being involved in mm, Star yes. Trek film. Yeah. And he um, rebutted the claims out there that he refused a bit part. <laughs> by saying he was never offered a bit part, but then go and say he wouldn't have taken it anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was a bit of a kick in the teeth for him, though, you know, to be offered, even alleged 
allegedly offered this bit part. I mean, why would you? You know, your name Star Trek and Kirk, they go together. And for you to just be wandering past in Tesco's pushing your trolley as they <laughs> zoom off to save the world, it's uh, it's a bit of an insult. Well, those dead. Yeah, that, that the whole thing is. <laughs> what does that stop? Well, that's what you're saying in the video. But <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's based after next gen. And yeah, he's mm. definitely dead by then. Yeah. So what's the point of offering him a bit part anyway? Is he well, meant to be son of grandson of Kirk? The yeah. Son of Kirk. Flashback, mm-hmm. I think, was the idea. Oh yeah. right. Ah. And finally, Johnny Depp. He's back for more Pirates of the Caribbean Four. Yeah. Is this going to be another example of? Flogging a dying uh, horse. Mm, oh, nice. Dying. Yeah, well, I, the last I, film wasn't particularly great. I, I, dead. I said during the last film that they were setting up for the next one. I think Pirates number four is going to be a very graphic illustration of the term law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Well, they're all at it. I mean, Spider-Man 4 was on mm, the yeah. cast. Yeah. It's, it's a shame because I think Johnny Depp's one of those actors who can pick and choose his roles yeah. now. Oh, yeah. mm. And I haven't seen a film with Johnny Depp in that I haven't liked. Yeah. Pirates 3 was as close as it's come. I've enjoyed... Johnny Depp's acting. I haven't necessarily enjoyed the films that he's been oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Captain Jack is an amazing character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. But short of 120 minutes of Johnny Depp hamming it up on the, <laughs> yeah. on the screen, what are they going to do? Well, I don't think not. I could put up with another film with Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom in it. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there again, I mean, I suppose all, you know, Walt Disney would be rubbing their hands with glee because that would mean more people on their Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah. I think they're just more worried about the money, frankly. Mm. But, yeah, that's basically, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, it's also he's uh, was offered the part of Lone Ranger as well, but he wanted to take Tonto. Tonto, as it were. Yeah, he wanted to be Tonto. He wanted yeah. to be Tonto. Yeah, he didn't he want the Lone Ranger part. Yeah. He wanted the Navajo Indian native part. Well, he's part of genetic yeah. background. He is so. part, oh, right. yeah, part American Indian. Oh. Yeah, yeah. he is a character actor, and that's to, more that's more of a character. It is. Yeah. 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 Any other news? Um, not really news, but I'd like to um have a real go at the BBC Saturday evening uh, schedulers. Yeah. <laughs> We've been um, <laughs> we've been watching Merlin two episodes in, mm-hmm. and it's not bad at all. It's it's pretty good. We're kind of yep. hooked. Yeah. But the first week it was on seven thirty. That was fine. That was you mm-hmm. know everyone was home, just finished our tea, and settled down to watch Merlin. The following week they put it on at six o'clock, yes. and they really didn't make a big thing of telling anyone this. El Presidente missed the first half, yep. but I think mm. that's due to his absent-mindedness because he was the one who told me it was on at six o'clock. Yeah, but it just strikes me. That there's a certain type of program that the BBC go out of their way to make it fail. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the first episode. Let's say, for argument's sake, it drew in eight million viewers. It probably didn't, but you know. Oh, we the price. second episode, people have got it in their heads that it's going to be on at seven thirty. So four million of those will have missed it. So yeah. the viewing figures slump. I just don't understand what's going on. Just pick a time and stick with it. They do this with Doctor Who as well. Yeah, they shift exactly. Yeah. It's a standard thing right. for Who. Yeah, it means. seems like sci-fi fantasy. Anything that's not a blooming soap opera oh let's see if we can make it fail it's suspicious as the dictorum for the BBC says and it's very difficult for that organisation to change its mind at times is sci-fi is not popular the fact <laughs> yeah. that Who's got 10 million well, on the last yeah, showing quite. but it's minor technicality I, to be honest I don't think it is that I think they're just they're idiots just Saturday evening schedules are just always a, a nightmare for them they're always messing around reality TV shows and yeah. goodness knows what else shifting things around all the time but something that's as popular as I'm sure Merlin is just pick a slot and it's yours yeah. Yeah, it should do I mean Doctor Who is there flagship program yeah, right? mm, yes, yeah. soaps aside mm, um, one last bit taking us back to um, who Mr Tennant has mm-hmm. actually gone on record and stated that he does miss it 
Doctor Who. Doctor Who. He said, I think it was an interview on the BBC web pages somewhere, yeah. that uh, about now he would be getting skips, reading scripts, who would be filming, and he feels wrong that he's not <laughs> down in <laughs> Cardiff filming. Oh, mm. the little lad's hooked. Yeah. Well, well, that, was the, that was the whole point. It's something that was mentioned on a couple of the forums. You know, if we can't have Tennant, why don't we have McGann or something? But it's not mm. the Tennant wanted a break it's the production shutdown and he went and did Hamlet in the gap year yeah, yeah. and it's basically for the grand yeah. toffee yeah fast toffee to ramp up his new team yeah yeah, yeah. so it's not the fact that mm. uh, Tennant didn't want to do it anymore it's the fact that there wasn't anything there for him to do well it's working to everyone's advantage I think oh, yeah Okay, should we move on to feedback? Mm. Sure. We've had quite a bit of feedback. Good stuff. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you very mm, much, yes. all of you. You're Thank lovely. You. Thank, you. Thank you. And they all got in touch with us, as you can, by sending nice little messages to show at staggeringstories.net. We've done it. <laughs> okay, first up, we have Nathan. Again, Nathan B. Hello. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Who said, I listened to Earth sh- uh, the Earthshock commentary last night, hadn't bothered before. Mm. I'm glad I did because mm. they're very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Not it wishing is. to boast, but I got a ticket for Hamlet. All right, Nathan, you're banned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but he says he'll submit a review when it's over and he's calmed down. Oh, that's <laughs> right, you're unbanned. Right. My favourite Doctor and Companion moments come from the same show, Curse of Fenric. Mm. Ace's devout belief in the Doctor and the way he had to squash her faith. Amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Another excellent cast, guys. Even though I disagree with Fake Keith about updating the effects on films, it's not as if the original version will vanish. It just gives people a choice. You're banned Is again. It, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Looking forward got to a the valid next. Point. Well, Nathan, yeah, thanks. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, oh we, we'll, we'll let you back in, Nathan. You're unbanned. Oh, yeah. We'll let you back in. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we've got a letter from a new new listener here. Ooh. Right, it's from Naya Dodson, all Hello, the way Naya. from Washington, D.C. Hello, Naya. Busy place at the moment. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. What does Naya say? It says, I'm a new listener from Washington, D.C., who discovered staggering stories about a month ago when I was looking for Doctor Who SF-related podcasts, downloading some of the older ones as well as the latest. The Lois Lane Sarah Jane Fight Club made me an instant fan, and I rarely pass up a chance to rave about staggering stories on my live journal. Mm, thanks. I'm going to have to look at the live journal. Mm. There's a link to yes. it already on the, is there? On the blog. Oh, right, right. I'll have to do that. Listening is like hanging out in a convention hallway with fun people. However... <laughs> I think that's the nicest compliment we've ever yeah. had. Yeah, thank you. However, I must say that I'll probably have to stop listening while I drive to work. The bit about Brian of Morbius in his bubbling container... <laughs> almost made me run off the road. Hey, we nearly killed another one. Oh, yeah. we That's should three. Not, we should three, not yeah. try to kill the listeners. We have got to try harder. No, yeah. no, we <laughs> need the listeners. I particularly like fake Keith. Some parts of SF fandom still treat women as intruding aliens with bitty brains and bizarre chestal protrusions. Ooh, I like those bizarre mm, chestal yeah. protrusions. That was nearly English. <laughs> very nearly English. You're going to talk, you need to think beforehand. <laughs> Engage gear before. <laughs> so it's fabulous to hear a woman's perspective as an equal part of the show. See, I told you I was an equal part. It's only a yeah, part You're not allowed right. to make me make the coffee anymore. Which part? <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> On to favourites. There are too many old Who favourite doctors and companion moments to pick just one. Although I will cite Peter Davison with his round. Open Pleasant. and bland face. Oh my god, it's another one. <laughs> no, she didn't write that. In a half undone bathrobe in black orchid. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
for reasons that have nothing to do with plot. I'm with you. <laughs> right, new Who favourite Doctor moment. Because I'm not allowed to say every time Christopher Eccleston was on screen and <laughs> everybody lives have already been picked. Mm-hmm. I'll pick the go to your room. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Glad that worked. Those would have been rubbish last words. Yeah, scene from Empty Child. Yeah, it's it? so heart-stoppingly scary, then turns on a dime to humour. Yeah, that's Moffat's writing, really, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All hell, the Varstoffy. Amen. As for favourite companion moments, it's tempting to say the sheer joyous fan service of everyone flying the TARDIS in Journey's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Donna's wrenching, just save one, that's speech from Fires of Pompeii. Even though she's not technically a companion, I have to choose Harriet Jones's final scenes from Stolen Earth. Mm-hmm. Even after the Doctor lashed out at her, and I always thought that she'd done the right thing in Christmas Invasion she didn't bear a grudge continued to protect the earth the best way she knew how and sacrificed herself for the greater good her scenes gathering the children of time are possibly my all time favourites in the entire run of the show and I like the mm. way she introduced herself before they oh, killed her yeah. it's just oh, oh. It's so good so good yeah good choices and yeah, welcome yeah. wonderful choices yeah welcome now. Okay, we've heard from Wynn. Oh, yes. Hello, Wynn. Wynn says, Hello, chaps and fake chap. That's me. Really? Regarding the last podcast, again a sterling effort. I write in twice and get read out twice, so my ego's nicely massaged. We read everyone out. We don't get that much feedback. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I want to know, are you going around massaging people's egos? I'll massage anything. (laughs) Just put it within hand's reach and I'll give it a squeeze. Okay. Thanks, fake Keith, for the whispered sweet nothings. <laughs> I've now had to employ an ice pack when listening to the podcast. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Apologies to real Keith 47D for any offence, but there are so many of you sharing fake Keith. I thought <laughs> one more wouldn't be noticed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, no, this is this is odd. <laughs> also, thanks to Crumbly for the attempt at sweet whispered nothings. I'm now feeling very confused. He was confused. Try again. You confused him. I confused him. Yeah, give it a be- better effort. Come on. Oh, okay then. Hello, baby. Whispered sweet nothings. Oh, my toes just curled up, <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> just imagine what it's doing to my throat. <laughs> Right. Do you have any Jeep calendars <laughs> I could have a look at? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Jeep. Bod, I need help. I have a girlfriend and a job, but strangely, strangely no, no life. life. <laughs> Wynn's girlfriend, I really hope you listen to that. <laughs> you need to have a word with him. Uh, and I think Wynn fits in perfectly with the rest of us having no life. I've mm. got a life. <laughs> On a jarson. It's behind the fridge. Mm. Ah, yeah. It escaped. Down the side of the settee. As a Welshman, I thought I should bring you up a bit on the subject of the accents in the Green Death. They're <laughs> actually not that bad. Unlike that one. I do apologise. Heidi Hyde. Ruth Maddock. When the non-Pertwee cleaning lady said, horrible it is, it's actually a pretty common approach to grammar in the valleys. So yes, Yoda is Welsh. <laughs> Told you. It follows the <clears throat> grammatical rules of the Welsh language translated into English. Thanks for clearing up the Colin Baker query. I'll have a look on the FX, SFX forum. Shouldn't that be the Colin, Colin Baker? The Colin Baker. Lastly, my Doctor and Companion moments. Oh, yeah. New Who Doctor, the vengeful Doctor in Family of Blood. Yeah, the bit oh, right yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Yes. New Who Companion. Ah, oh, Donna asking the Doctor 
helicopter to just save someone in Fires of Pompeii. Ah. That was the first sign of the brilliance that is Catherine Tate. (laughs) (laughs) Old Who Doctor. Baker screaming, then what's it for, the captain in the pirate planet? It's a great handbrake turn of a performance. Okay, I've never actually seen the pirate planet. It's, I think, describing the compression field for crunching all the planets and devouring the planets and how magnificent Ah. it is. And, you know, Tom Baker is enthusing about this whole equipment and then in the next minute he flips around in towering rage and literally screams at him, what's it for? Oh, that's right, because, I mean, when the pirate captain was talking, there was a very large silo with Califrax on it. Yes, yeah. And that was a planet. Old Who companion moment, Tegan's final goodbye, had me blubbing the last time I saw it. (laughs) Mm. Bod be with you. Win. win. Thank you very much, Thank Win. Thank you, Win. Here's a return of an old friend. <gasps> can I guess? Can I guess? Go on. I've forgotten. Uh, it's hmm. Leslie. It is. Hooray. Hooray. I've never had a letter from Leslie. Well, you still haven't. It's addressed to me. Well, well, you know, <laughs> I haven't been on the podcast with a letter from Wesley. From West- Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Are you, tra- are you trying I'm to crush so, her? I'm oh. so, so sorry. Oh, come on. That was good. Yeah. 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 Anyway. What does Leslie have to say? Hi, team. I'm back. Woo. Hooray. I like your new format. If we've okay. got a new format, I don't know. This is, in fact, the first time I have ever heard the real Keith speak. Mm. Ooh, ah, you didn't you. miss much. This is me. Hi. Stop speaking now. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry the Keiths could not see Hamlet because I had a similar problem. Yeah. It's not fair, is yeah. it? It's not fair. If we'd got our sleeping bag in our tent, like real saddos, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we would have done 25 years ago, like we almost then we would have got tickets. <laughs> like you suggested. When did Riker get fat? Did I miss something? Well, yeah, it's season two. Last yeah, it's just five been... seasons by the sounds of it. If you, if you consider beforehand he was playing Captain America, I think it's the fact that he could eat. You could afford to eat. So he did. (laughs) Oh, yes. I love what you're doing with the favourite new, old, who, doctor, companion moments, etc. And enjoyed hearing both yours and the other listeners' views. I agree with Adam's best new who moment, hologram. But shocked. I actually disagreed with fake Keith's moment. (gasps) What? Help me, doctor. But that was a good moment. (laughs) That part of Christmas invasion literally made me gag. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, get you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Rose had him as a dog on a short leash. Could call him up whenever she um, <laughs> Diaries of a Call Girl, you were watching the wrong programme. Oh, yeah, that's restart, isn't it? Let's catch it. <laughs> However, I did love her best old companion moment, Tegan in front of us. Yeah. That's one of my favourites as well. I've not had the pleasure of hearing the commentary of To Earth Shock, but I know I loved the one for Visitation. I haven't heard the one for Visitation. No, we're going to have to no. listen, to, listen that. to that one. Yeah. Oh, Mummy was great fun. Yeah. I have a friend who constantly texts me to say, I bring Sutex gift of insert random object to all humanity <laughs> I got to start doing yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bring Sutek's gift of chocolate <laughs> to Spam. all humanity yeah. <laughs> I I'm agreed yet again with fake Keith on the subject of boulderizing old wobbly who effects yay um, I'd rather let them be just so I'd rather let Mark Twain keep in the hopelessly outdated attitudes of Tom Sawyer etc well said what well, I mean don't you stop. Uh, no, we've been over this. We've been yeah, over this. I know, you put your hands down. It's something I would like to return no, to, but... No. <laughs> There's a difference. Quiet. Hands on head. Hands on head. No, other head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fingers on lips. Other <laughs> lips. <laughs> so wrong. Have you thought about doing favourite old New Who music cue moments? Certainly, there's beautiful pieces in Murray Gold's music I like. Mm. And there's a couple of bits and pieces from old Who that I like. Was it Maldrin Undead? Okay, yeah. I don't know who. Sea Devils? (laughs) (laughs) Strangled Cat in the Five Doctors? (laughs) Yes. How does it go? 
No. We'll have to stretch the kitten when we get home and see if she makes that noise. We have a new kitten. It's ripping my hands to shreds. She's called Crunchy and she's lovely. (laughs) Sorry. As for Leslie, she goes on. (laughs) Sorry, Leslie. Oh, yes, Leslie. I forgot about her. As for Fight Club, can you get Spotty Man from Super Ted like Evil Edna from Willow Willow the Wisp? Well, having never seen Super Ted... I've seen Willow the Wisp. Yeah, I've seen both. We're going to have to go onto YouTube and watch Spotty Man. If I remember right, Spotty Man was voiced by John Powell. Well, we have a particularly um, sideways Fight Club coming up, so see what you think. If I can think some up, I may bore you with my favourite Doctor Companion moments, but later, I've missed you, Leslie. We've missed you. Coincidentally. She then sends another email... Another email from Leslie. She thought of her moments. <laughs> I mean, I've got Indeed. two in one yeah. podcast. You have two from my from Leslie. Thank you. Hi, team. This is from Leslie again. Hello, Leslie. Again. again. Having thought about this all day, I finally got them. Favourite old Who Doctor moment. I love in the Tomb of the Cybermen when the Doctor takes Victoria aside to comfort her over the loss of her father and tells her about the loved ones who sleep in his memories. Oh. From mm. that moment on, I wanted to hug Troughton. That is a good one. Mm. Poignant. Yes. Favourite old Who companion moment I love the Aztecs When Barbara as the god Yataxa Takes up the nice threatened Tlotoxal Who has taunted her to stop Ixta From killing Ian Who was just so nice to see a female companion And that early on too Able to take care of herself Yeah, yeah That was true. an old one but yeah Favourite new Who doctor moment Does it have to be a televised adventure? Mm-hmm. If not I'd have to say when the tenth doctor tells Martha in the last dodo Martha no 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 Hate what some of them do Hate some individuals if you must hate intolerance and injustice and slaughter and man's inhumanity to man but never never hate people though by that logic my favourite old Who Doctor moment is when THE Colin Baker bursts into song at the end of the second part of Doctor Who and the Pirates that's the Gallifrey and Buccaneer isn't it oh the um (laughs) Gilbert and Sullivan yeah yeah that's a good bit favourite favourite new Who companion moment I'm a hopeless romantic and I love every second of the empty child the Doctor dances yeah very good but when the radio comes on playing Moonlight Serenade and Rose asks the Doctor to show her his moves. Well, I just melt. I ne- never get tired of seeing that film ever. Hope that's helpful. Leslie. Mm. Thank, Thank you very Thank much, you, Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. See, everyone loves the empty child and the Doctor dances. Uh, yeah. Right, guess what? What? Go on, what? guess. Is it time for... <gasps> Doctor Who? Oh, Doctor Who, yes. Yeah, much. Well. Oh, that thing. Now, following on from the increasingly popular best of, worst of. Oh, yes. <laughs> and no actual new TV series to review. No. Not We've at the moment. We've decided to share our favourite TARDIS moments of New Who and Old Who and our least favourite companion moments of New Who and Old Who. So if we start okay. with the TARDIS moments, El Presidente, do you want to start? Okay. Give us your favourite TARDIS moment from Old Who. I believe this is Legopolis. And the moment where the master, was it the doctor, materialises in the master, was it the doctor's <laughs> oh, yeah. console room? Oh, the yeah. Morbius mm, with the two TARDISes. The TARDIS in the top. Yes. Going, yeah. Great, as a, you know, something you're using computers. Yes. Recursion is a, yeah. Know, yeah. Constant, yeah. a thing. Oh, it's it's a great idea. One. You can just go into one and in, in, carry on and carry on and yeah. carry on, yeah. 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 Or if you want to be Russian, it's called a mat- Matryoshka. Is that the Russian dolls? Thing? That's it. Quite the same, not infinite, but. That's the TARDIS equipment. Equivalent of being in one of those lifts that has four glass, uh, four mirrored surfaces, yeah, and you can so, just see yourself mm, yeah. heading off into 
copy of a 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 episode really I think oh lord Love and Monsters mm. no it's Runaway Bride so wash your mm. mouth out the only decent moments with the TARDIS the Doctor oh. chasing oh yes the motorway down yeah. the motorway fantastic <laughs> I think I think that is when I actually started to like Catherine Tate it's her reaction yes yeah. Yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't see the ship you just saw her you got to be kidding them. <laughs> the kids in the car yeah, yeah cheering yeah, them it. on I'd love to see the insurance claim Police box hit the roof. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of course it did, sir. Yeah. It's the sort of thing the TARDIS should be able to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. never seen it yeah. before. And the yeah. fact that he had string tied yes. to various bits. And <laughs> yeah. I know. All he's all them and, and, and was talking. Was spread out. Yeah. All, Come on, bang, bang. One arm outstretched. He's all leg outstretched, pushing yeah, mother. That, yeah. that was, that was yeah. genius. And I suppose yeah. if they had six Time Lords in there flying the thing, he could have do, yeah. done it without oh, yeah. a moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not enough of that. Well, there is now, because they've finally worked out how to use the TARDIS properly yeah um, filming wise story wise mm, story wise yeah okay real Keith give us your favourite TARDIS moment of old who uh, my favourite TARDIS moment of old who is slightly similar to of new who but um, it's two points in one story and it just sums up the TARDIS I think it's right at the beginning of visitation the argument with Tegan when the fact that they landed at Heathrow 300 years too, too early, early. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's standing there and she's ranting at him and the clock keeps better time than you and I, again it's down to Peter Davison because I think it was a complete ad lib mm. he's standing there chatting uh, she's stormed out uh, he's talking to Nyssa uh, about her reaction so why does she always have to fly off the handle and at that point he pulls the console and the handle, handle comes off comes off <laughs> really? in his hand yeah. oh. and he's sort of looking at it looking at them and discreetly tucks it yeah. behind you know. rather sheepish looking yeah, in his face yeah. mm. and Brilliant. again it's at the end of the show when they're after they've used the sonic device to destroy the android yeah. and they're moving the TARDIS to the house yeah. and it's what would the doctor do because the TARDIS isn't working it isn't landing something's wrong it's flashing in and out and again it's back to Davison reaction he's just curled up there oh he's got his hand over his face isn't he looking as the ship blinks in and blinks out and blinks Mm. in and then is it is it nissa who just thumps the console nissa turns around what would the doctor do and adric goes whack on the side of the console (laughs) oh that did everything and of course it It works works. Mm. that's real malice nowadays yeah exactly yeah okay what's your um favorite tardis moment of new who again this links back into the previous theme i've got to explain it slightly I love the Star Trek ships. The Star Trek ships are all grace and style, but they're professional and they have no personality. I love the Millennium Falcon and Serenity. Mm. They're broken down. They Mm. don't quite work. They're makeshift. They're makeshift. Mm. You have to conjole, plead, and love them. Mm. (laughs) And that comes down to... Again, it's tooth and claw, but I think the favourite one is Unquiet Dead. The TARDIS isn't actually in it. You've got Christopher Eccleston's Doctor and Billy Piper strolling through the streets, mm-hmm. and the Doctor's looking at a paper, and it's a case of, um, I, I got, the, got it a bit you're wrong. It's not 1860, it's 1861. Oh, I don't care. Uh, and it's Christmas. I don't care. And 
It's not Venice, it's Cardiff. I don't... What? <laughs> it's the TARDIS. It can go anywhere through time and space. At any point in reality, it's just a little bit rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what I, it's got personality there. It will do exactly what you want, but not necessarily the way you, you want, want it. it yeah. <laughs> OK, Crumbly. Favourite TARDIS moment from Old Who? Old Who. This is a bit of a laugh-out-loud moment, this was. Uh, it's in The Curse of Peladon, where the uh, TARDIS falls over the, the uh, cliff edge. You see it tumble Tumbling down, I mean, I mean, okay, it's blatantly obvious it's a model. Tumbling down a very sort of small slope of moderate incline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it lands, dunk, yeah, sort of base, yeah, sort of base first. And you could just imagine the door opening and say, oh, that's a bit of a bumpy ride, that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and New Who? New Who. Uh, I'd have to say Journey's End. I mean, this is a perfect illustration of um, the TARDIS having an agenda of its own. I mean, it's where uh, Donna's in the TARDIS, she's just about to come out to surrender herself to the Daleks, and the door slams shut. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Yeah, so it's saying, you're not going anywhere, Buster. Yeah, we, I've got plans yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Emphasises something that it's not just a machine. Well, oh, no. Uh, that's something they never explored enough yeah. in Old Who, uh, I mean, is that she's alive. The TARDIS does possess a, a certain degree of sentience to it. Okay, my um, favourite Old Who. Yeah. I was initially going to go for City of Death with John Cleese and Eleanor Brown, <laughs> oh, yes. admiring it yes. as, as if it was a work of art. Yes. And yeah. then it just dematerialised. But I think I'm going to have to go for the very first time she dematerialised. And we had that sound, which now... You know, everyone yeah. knows what that sound is. And the warp. It was one of my fears when they brought the series back is, oh, my God, are they going to change that? But they didn't. Yeah. No, of course, it's, still, yeah. it's, still, uh, it's iconic. It is. You yeah. can't, can't change yeah. that. It's can. just the first time, you know, first time you saw it dematerialised, like, whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> they, they've, mm-hmm. they've tweaked it and augmented it down mm. the years, but, it's but essentially it's still the yeah. same. OK, and my uh, favourite TARDIS moment of New Who... Um, again, I had a couple. They've done so much more yeah. with the TARDIS in the new series. It was going to be the Satan pit when the Doctor's being chucked about by the devil yeah. and he's flying through the air and he lands against oh, yeah. something yeah, that, and he looks yeah, up and, and there it's she there. is. Yeah. The, again, it's Tennant. It's the smile yeah. on his yeah. face. That, that was one of my um, yeah. cheer out loud moments. Yes. But my favourite moment of New Who is um, from Turn Left and you've got the old TARDIS there. She's pretty much dead. And then Rose goes in and just touches the console the TARDIS gives this gentle glow as if you know greeting an old friend and mm. that I think that, that just pretty much sums up that it's if, sentient it's not just a machine yeah, as if she yeah. was in a sleep yeah and Rose has just given her a nudge something more than just a machine okay now we've had our favourite companion moments let's have our least favourite companion moments no let's start with Crumbly Ooh. your old who least favourite companion moment Ooh. and we can't all have Adric arriving. Oh, <laughs> we just can't. Oh, hang on, I've got to get a pen. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it has to be uh, Bonnie Langford. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, in particular, just in general. <laughs> um, well, I mean, okay, I mean, I will say in her credits, I mean, she's a very good dancer, a very good choreographer, but I mean, um, a Who companion? No. I think the trouble with her was the initial trouble with Catherine Tate. She has too much baggage. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the same problem with Billy Piper, but she overcame it so quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think, to a certain extent, Catherine Tate... But Bonnie Langford never... No. Never, it doesn't um, help that they gave her some god-awful scripts. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I mean, she was at the tail end, wasn't she? Yeah. That's it. I mean, when she played that rather obnoxious child in um, Just William... Violet Elizabeth. Violet... Mm, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, everyone just had the opinion she's going to scream and scream and scream until she's thick. <laughs> we were sick, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and she did, violently. Yes. Okay, so... um. 
Not too sure about Bonnie Langford's choice as a, as a companion. We got that impression. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. Okay, your new who least favourite companion moment. Well, it has to be The Empty Child. I mean, okay, oh. London during a blackout. I mean, there's lots of dirigibles and uh, barrage balloons everywhere. And Rose walks along and sees a rope dangling <laughs> tantalisingly within reach. So what does she do? She grabs it. As it were. <laughs> Did and you think this was a bit of a blonde moment for Rose? A bit of a fluffy moment, yes. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was cut badly. Mm-hmm. I think she was trying to climb up to the kid. She thought it was a rope yeah. Yeah. up beside mm-hmm. the wall. Yeah. yeah, it didn't come across too well. It was kind of a let's go die moment, wasn't it? You know, sort yeah. of. Well, I mean, it paved the way so um, yeah, Captain Jack could yeah, appear on the scene. <laughs> so all's forgiven then. Okay, real Keith, let's have your old who least favourite companion old moment. Old who least favourite companion moment. It's got to be uh, Leela's farewell. Yeah. You know, it's uh, falling passionately and madly in love with someone she... Briefly oh, held hand and with. with. Yeah, yeah, briefly held hand with, with episode one. I mean, there was no... He had a spiffy uniform. <laughs> <laughs> he was a soldier. Uh, yeah, no, soldiers a, are sexy. But, but, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're All girls just, like a man in uniform, so... There was just no chemistry there. You know, it was just, oh, by the way... Yeah. It's see the stock way of getting rid of a companion, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, you got the feeling that there was a build-up of relationship between uh, Joe Grant and Professor Jones. There, there was a connection there. True, but yeah. Perry and uh, Carnal yeah. or She didn't really or... get much choice in that, though, no, did she? No, no. But Leela, if any companion is destined to be killed off, it's Leela. Oh, yeah. She should have gone out mm. in a blaze of glory saying her daughter. Yeah. 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 I mean, getting married off to a person, I mean, that is so untypical of her character. Yeah, yeah. especially on a, a high-tech, stuffy civilization. Yeah, mm. no trees in sight. Yeah, yeah. well, right. that's it. I mean, someone she's very much, well, still very much the untamed um, Amazon. Yeah, I mean. all right, well, we'll agree with you on that one. Thank you. What's your <laughs> new Who least favourite companion moment? Well, again, uh, I'm having trouble, sort of, actually, I'm having trouble shortening it down. So oh, I'm dear. Just, <laughs> Mm. Adam. What, what ours? No, 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 not, 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 not the old president. I would never say that. <laughs> no, I've, yeah, I've we seen, hate you. No, mm. I've seen the vaults. I've seen the piranha tanks. So, ah. you know, yeah, the death squads. Yeah. It's the, the character of Adam. Now, admittedly, he only stayed for, what is it? Two stories. Two stories. Yeah. But there was that, when he joined the TARDIS, was that horrifying moment that he might be there for a lot longer. He was going to be New Who's Adric, wasn't yes. he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to slap him. Oh, God. <laughs> Fair enough. El Presidente, mm. old who? Now, Sarah Jane is a great companion. Yes. <laughs> she had a terrible moment in The Five Doctors. <laughs> yes. We all know who it is. You mean her plummeting down the mountain? The or... incline of moderate <laughs> inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Dude, there's a little story we have it's to go never, with this. It sounds there? like something out of D&D. That <laughs> the incline of moderate, <laughs> moderate inconvenience. <laughs> if, if you all indulge. Okay. We went to a convention in Bath oh god real yes. Keith and I <laughs> oh, with a dear. group of friends and we decided to reenact Sarah Jane's plummeting <laughs> oh, no. down the slight incline of moderate, moderate inconvenience. inconvenience but if I remember right, it we wasn't. misjudged yeah. the uh, steepness of the our incline. chosen <laughs> incline and nearly all plummeted in a, a violent heap onto the motorway yeah, at road. the bottom. <laughs> road running up, a, a oh, busy yeah. road. Really running. busy road. Yes, I think I think it was the A12 or <laughs> yes, something. Like yeah. 
Uh, was there alcohol involved? Quite a lot. Oh, may, have been, may have been a, a, a small snifter. Mm-hmm. So the five doctors was nearly responsible for about nine simultaneous deaths. deaths. Yep. Mm. It was, it got to the point where he was halfway down and it felt like the, he was no longer rolling down the hill, but the hill was, was rolling, rolling round, round you. That's a good choice. Yeah. What about your new who? It's a lot harder. I really couldn't come up with a decent one. Yeah. Mm. The only one I can really think of that springs to mind is poor Martha in uh, The Doctor's Daughter. <laughs> Apparently crying over this hat that she's spent <laughs> five minutes with. Had a bit. Yeah. It's just fishy about that, wasn't it? Oh. I don't know. It just didn't quite work. Don't think she was quite in the moment. She must have been freezing cold yep. Yep. in this muddy, horrible environment, and it just didn't work. She was um, the one who suffered from too many companion syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, mine. Mine. favourite companion mine. of old who? Mine. 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 Shut up. <laughs> old who? Back to Sarah Jane. Wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> no. Now, Sarah Jane was the best companion of old who, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And her leaving story up until the last 10 minutes was brilliant. And then she was just turfed out of the TARDIS without so much as a buy your leave. And it was the worst ending mm. for such a good companion. Yeah. It was absolutely outrageous. They should have done something better with her. But no, there she was with a stuffed owl talking to a golden Labrador somewhere in Aberdeen. Yes, yeah. not even in Croydon. No. 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 Yeah. So I objected to that. It's a bad ending. At least I made up for it somewhat in recent years. It took them 30 years, though, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> 2020 or whatever, yeah. OK, now my least favourite companion moment of New Who is easy. Mm? Really easy. It's Rose's pathetic jealousy when Sarah suggested that Mickey join the crew. It was mm. the start of Rose's possessiveness over the doctor and it drove me absolutely nuts you know she was like um, a 14 year old girl who had a crush on an older man um, you know just get over yourself god she did Sorry? and he was about mm, well, 900 well, years well, old yes but no I, I just thought it was such a oh, such a poor reaction she was like a stroppy little kid and it uh, yeah. you know sort of my sympathy for the character sort of diminished hugely <laughs> and then unfortunately in the beginning of the next episode it was all forgotten yeah and they were buddy yeah. buddy best chums in the whole world ever it was unfortunate Okay, so that's our favourite and least favourite moments of this week. Um, mm. I'm sure you all have your own opinions. Yeah. So, yeah, so please send them in. Definitely to show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! Okay, so that's it for Doctor Who. Mm. More next time. <laughs> and now, Grapple fans, it's time for. Fight Club. have a treat for you this week grapple fans and we mean that most sincerely we do in the red corner all the way from the moon we have the clangers and in the blue corner all the way from a cupboard at the bbc or matthew corbett's fist whichever we have sweep Two fine teams. It's going to be a hell of a match. Okay, so 
Sweep, put your clothes on. <laughs> Sweep, you can make the first move. What's he doing with that chair? No, you don't want to know. No. Oh, that's gonna God, hurt. That hurts. Mm. And you can't do that with a tub of small figure. <laughs> tiny, legally. tiny clanger. What? What? You want tiny clanger? Wants to know if you can tag the suit dragon. We're going to allow that. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, a bit of unfair stuff with the oh, true. Chair, true. True. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, he's never going to get that stain out. Oh, no, no. Um, um, are you actually meant to use the suit dragon as a blunt instrument? Oh, he did. Yeah. I'm impressed he had that much strength. He's, he's only a tiny clang. Yeah. Oh, look out. It's Matthew Corbett coming up behind. Oh, no, no, oh. no. That's cheating. Sweet. No. <laughs> I don't. Don't. Oh, no. Oh, sweet. Been tangled up in blue string pudding. Oh, oh I should have smart. Rookie mistake. Yeah. Choking and himself off there. Hang about, hang about. Look, he's taking instructions from Sooty. Let's, let's listen in. Such language from a little bear. <laughs> I'm surprised he knows that. Mm. Is that biologically possible, though? I didn't know you could do that to a clanger. Well, oh, no. well, look at what Sweep's doing with the froglets. <laughs> that's just wrong. Sweet! No. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's the soup dragon's been tagged. Oh, she's making threatening gurgles. Oh, no. <laughs> Quite rude, actually. Yeah. I'm surprised they allowed that to go out. We're going to have to put a high certificate on this yes. podcast. Yeah. Such yeah. language. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, yeah. oh sweet! Got the soup dragon in the fall, Nelson. Oh, oh. What's, what's he doing? He's inserting tiny clanger on. Oh, soup everywhere. Oh, God, oh, that's oh. Just, oh. oh no! I think tiny clanger's out. Oh. I, I think Sweep should be disqualified for that. That was, yeah. mm-hmm. that was a dodgy move. That was a dodgy Geneva Convention, yeah. Section 12, Paragraph 5. Let me just check. Yeah, that comes under strange and unusual punishment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, Sweep. Yes, but I mean, it was an anatomically uh, spectacular. Well, it was, yeah. but it was wrong. Yep. Sweep, yep. come here. You're disqualified. The winners are the clangers. Hey. Danny, a frisky dog. <laughs> and as soon as they come round, we'll award them with the medal. We will. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Fight Club. <laughs> That could only be Torchwood. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) Or a duck, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a duck, personally. Tell us about Torchwood. What was this about? Big Bang Day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They call Big Bang Day without being Torchwood on. Well, True. I think Captain Jack more specifically. <laughs> mm. Yep. Well, where there's a bang, there's Jack. So Radio 4 
had a special afternoon play of Torchwood at CERN for the turning on of the Particle Collider. The Large Hadron Collider. Mm. Oh, this is when the world was meant to end, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And they've actually done the colliding yet, even as we speak. I that won't, won't it take to... a few years to warm up or something? No, apparently um, one of the magnets is, um, is warmed up. Apparently the um, liquid, was it uh, helium or hydrogen, whatever it is that surrounds it, is leaked out, and so they've got to refreeze the uh, magnets. So the which Big is... Bang has leaked out. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, let's just say their programme of um, banging things has been set back by about mm, three, four months. Yeah, getting it next year sometime, mm, they will start no, to claw an extension. Anyway, what was this radio torchwood about? It's set after the end of the last series. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen it. Toshino in mm. a... Mm, dead mate. that duck again? Yep. <laughs> so units, for some reason, are doing the security at the big turn-on event at CERN. All the dignitaries are there to see the collider turned on, and people are going missing. Mm. <gasps> yes. So Martha Jones picks up her phone, mm-hmm. calls old Jack. Why well, she didn't call the doctor, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because then it would be a Doctor Who thing. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and does Jack come running? Team Torchwood, what's left of them? Mm. Yeah, all three, all three of them. Yeah. It's, it's all more Team Torch. Yeah, <laughs> France. Yeah. And so, isn't this outside their jurisdiction, though? Nothing They're, is outside their well, jurisdiction. Beyond you know, the government, yeah, above the law. The above the law. It's meant <laughs> to be. Rider. English or England. Welsh. So, yeah. yeah. Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. Typical Englishman thinks Cardiff's in England. <laughs> no, oh. no, no, no. I'm going via Torchwood One from the Who. Oh, I see. I uh, see. Yeah. The British Empire. Good save. Mm. Well done. British Empire. Yeah it's, yeah, it's meant to be a kind of Britain thing. But That's it. I think they're a bit more multinational. Okay. okay. Anyway, so Team Torch would arrive. They do. This was one of the funniest moments, wasn't it? Um, oh yes. Ianto is introduced as the ambassador for, for Wales, Wales. Yes. which in itself was funny. <laughs> Gwen is his good lady wife. Yes. And Captain and Jack. And Captain Jack is their help. Yes. <laughs> their PA. Yeah. So they're introduced and Owen, um, sorry, Ianto is all, yes, hello, thank you for inviting me. And Gwen's <laughs> gracious and mm. yes, we're pleased to be here. And Captain and Jack, Jack is, is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Put out for being the Not the centre of attention. Yeah, hates yes. not being the centre of attention. Yeah, which I thought was very funny. We had some very silly um, moments involving uh, a tip of the hat to the old Ferrero Rocher yes. adverts. Mm. The Ambassadors. <laughs> the Ambassadors Ball. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I thought the story overall actually dealt a lot with the background of the characters. A yeah. Lot of, lot of character growth. Mm. For a yeah, one-off radio so. show. It's, yeah. a, it's accentuated their characters more. Yeah. I mean, for a radio show and only a 40-minute one, yeah. I mean, it did a heck of a lot to, you know, to flesh their various personalities out. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they're still mourning yeah. Tosh and mm. Owen. Re- repercussion and fallout at the end of the, yeah. se- end of the second series. Yeah, a lot of references to that, yeah. about them having met Martha last at the funeral. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, when, when Yanto is seeing ghosts of the past, yeah. he sees... Uh, Tosh and yeah, Owen, yeah. And, uh, and Lisa. Lisa, yeah. 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 It does help the fact that they only have kind of a cast of four, basically. Yeah. Plus a couple of guest stars yeah. cut, cut right down whereas before of course they had too yeah. many characters possibly they, they did certainly yeah. in the first season of Torchwood yeah. poor Yanto and Toshri didn't seem to have anything much to do no. well, that's what I liked about this one Yanto who I think is very ever so sweet got an awful lot to do and even it a was lot was put of, through the ringer yeah. mm. oh, yes. and even an awful lot of silly stuff like um, yeah. oh the bike yeah, yeah the, Gwen and Yanto are cycling their bikes round the large Hadron thingy because apparently that's how they actually get about yeah. Yeah. the scientists and he yeah. interrupts whatever Gwen's doing to radio her and tell her that his bike's got a bell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just such a nice little 
little touch to the character, yeah. such a, a little boy yeah. moment. Yeah, he certainly found his sense of humour. Oh, very mm, much so. Yeah. 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 Yes, but people are going missing. Was it 12 or, of them? 12. Mm. But all the people at CERN deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody or, knows them. The two people I think we, we meet at CERN. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking one of them was lying. <laughs> Just a tad. So Martha's headed up. There's meant to be a house. It's actually meant to be a small city under the uh, mountain, because that's actually what the size of uh, CERN is. And I think there was a couple of buildings on the surface, which was where you're on yeah. your small... It doesn't appear on the map, so yeah. um, was it Martha trots off to try and find the house while In- Yanto and Gwen are doing their cycling bit. Interesting fact, the creation of the internet you know, indirectly through CERN that was because who actually... Who Tim Berners-Lee English mm-hmm. guy, yeah. yeah. English guy um, he was so sick of crossing the border and uh, being subjected to either French or um, you know, Swiss bureaucracy every time he crossed the border, he thought why not let the computers do the talking mm. and of course I mean, things snowballed from there and that's yeah. how the um, the origins of the internet Well the World the, Wide Web so. Well the World Wide Web mm, came about. I remember reading wasn't he was writing an XML first HTML he, he basically created HTML, HTML yeah. yeah imagine being the person who invented the internet <laughs> well <laughs> it is just and, the web as I said yeah. there's quite a few mm. people who've made that claim but no, well the internet in general yeah. dates back a couple yeah. of decades way yeah. well before the world wide web but yes anyway off topic yes, yes. <laughs> we digress so Paul Jack is there trying to convince the controller of CERN mm-hmm. to turn the machine off because yep. some creatures come through apparently the last time they uh, tested it yeah Mm. Back in May. But she, of course, mm. is having none of it. No, doesn't believe him. No. Nope, never heard of Torchwood, strangely. Ha- have no yeah, jurisdiction here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bloody they wave their Torchwood flags in Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bloody oh. Torchwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen and Yanto are hearing voices. Well, specifically Yanto, because mm. it comes for him. Because d- didn't Gwen hear something first, or was it no, Martha? No, no. They, they cycle around the ring. Because yeah. they're going separate directions and going to meet around the other side yeah. of the ring. So they split up, so of course one of them is going to be attacked by the yeah. monster. Of course, it's, it's Yanto's attacked, and Gwen goes to help. The thing is, with this creature, I mean, it's from, well, obviously it's been let in when, the, uh, when they're conducting tests on the Large Hadron Collider, mm-hmm. and it feeds on people's neutrons. Waste you away without the neutrons apparently yeah. going transparent mm, yeah. glowing glowing, glowing yes. oh, yeah. and they're picking like tissue paper like there was some, something about the monsters the, the villain from this one mm-hmm. it's very much like vocal wise an intent the like the uh, the girl no no mm-hmm. I was thinking mm-hmm. more the monsters the villain from the big finish play Shadow of the Scourge oh I can't remember I Li- that. yeah sort of lives off the um, the fear and despair yeah. and and that's that's what brings it into the universe and yeah. it, it was the same vocal mannerisms mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure if it was deliberate or accidental but it does sort of semi work out as a sequel to that oh, maybe, well yeah. the impression I got with the creature that came through is something of a gestalt entity yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean there was more than one part to it I mean yes. you heard sort of, mm-hmm. it had male and female intonations to its voice that's why it reminded me a lot of the Gelf it was just that Sing wobble song-y. to the voice yeah. yeah and the fact that it was, it was always telling Yanto to help it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it was raiding his memories yeah too. it was very very much feeding well not feeding but using uh, his despair his despair and his loss to mm. hook him in it was yeah. focusing on people that meant a lot to him that were no yeah. longer around yeah. like lisa and mm. certainly the um 
villain of the piece, the the doctor. He wasn't a villain as such. No, no I, I mean, I'm mean, not to say, but he was he was covering it covering it all up, mm-hmm. keeping it hush hush. So he, I would say he was certainly misguided. Oh, he was yeah, he was very much mistaken. And it what was, it was, it yeah. was using his misplaced love, mm. his love for his dead wife, yeah. to uh, manipulate him into doing these things. But that's your yes. that's your classic Doctor Who, yeah. misled yeah. bad guy. You know, yeah. there's always someone bigger behind the scenes, and yeah. he's oh, yeah. just a patsy. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing is a very classic dog to yeah. set, set up. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. And so, so that's what made me think of Shadow of the Scourge. Yeah. It's yeah. actually a very simple story at the heart of it. Oh, yeah. It's very well executed. Oh, very, very simple, well executed. but effectively done. I mean, when Martha discovers the house with the 12 people in, and then she's, you hear someone coming behind her, and you, she goes, Oh, is it, was it Oliver? It was Oliver. Mm. Oh, Oliver, what are you doing here? You're sitting there going, Yeah, he's going to pull a gun. And sure enough, <laughs> <laughs> click, click. He pulls yeah. a gun. <laughs> Acting-wise, what do we think? Very good, very high standard. Mm. Almost all, all through it, almost. I still don't think Freema Adjima's quite got yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I um, mean by almost. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something a little off-kilter. Obviously, it's very different recording in a sound booth oh, yeah. than yeah. actually being on a set. You've got she, no one to react to. Yeah, they yeah. may have been in Separate, booths yeah. next to each other, but it's mm-hmm. not quite the same. No. Yeah, no, it's not the same as reacting to someone's body language. Yeah. And... She needs, I don't want to be harsh and nasty towards her, but I think she needs to learn her craft a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. there's just something not quite, yeah. not quite there yet. But, of course, ironically, this is probably going to be her last appearance in Doctor Who or Torchwood. Well, yeah. that's it. For yeah. certainly if, quite some time. It'd be interesting to see how she comes across in um, Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah. yeah. Perhaps it tro- might just be the material because sci fi has got to be so ridiculously hard to yeah. say. To visualise. To make it sound good. Yeah. yeah. Well, to make it sound convincing yeah. anyway. Um, perhaps more mainstream television's her thing. Maybe. Mm, possibly, Maybe. yeah. I mean, I never saw her in Crossroads. Crossroads, yeah. <laughs> Crossroads, but, Crossroads. yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> there again, if she can make that sound convincing, she can make anything sound convincing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on the whole, I think the acting was very good. Mm. Who's mm. the guy who plays Yanto? Gareth David Lloyd. Yeah, mm. I thought he was good. Yes, mm, he He's got a um, very powerful, powerful voice. Yeah. Well, again, he... <laughs> well, he has. I thought you say powerful thighs. <laughs> <laughs> he's got very powerful thighs as well but it was his voice I was paying attention to all right. <laughs> nearly all the characters that you're familiar with are true to their televised uh, personas mm. oh yes you know there's nothing there that jars it was written by David Lidster he wrote A Day in the Death oh right a Torchwood yeah. episode so he, he's done real Torchwood as well yeah. as and a couple of books I believe even, even the um, incidental characters the um, yeah. extras like the um, the head of the facility I thought they were good yeah, yeah. So I think she bad. may be sort of slided over to Jack's side a little bit too quickly, but... She only had 40 minutes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't unclear how he persuaded yeah. her that yeah. it wasn't all just complete baloney. Probably in a Jack way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so overall, would we be happy to see more? Yeah. I, I, more. I, hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs up. I'd, yeah, I'd certainly, if they do any more, I'd be... Yeah, it's a, it's a great medium for it. it yeah. Obviously, cheap budget, you know, exactly. special effects. Exactly. Well, that's Are they finished doing any Torchwood? I don't know. I doubt I, it. That goes to the question of the licence, because Old Who and New Who are completely different licences, and they don't have the licence for any oh, that's true. New yeah, Who stuff. Yeah. But if they do, yeah. I'd put it, add it onto my shopping list. No, mm. So, I mean, sort of, um, Torchwood Lost Souls, I mean, I saw it as a very good vehicle for um, character development. Yes. Of um, Jack Yanto and, uh, and uh, Gwen. Oh, so I enjoyed it. It's good. It's uh, out on CD now with some extras to make it worth your while. <laughs> to <try it>. yeah. <laughs> Up to now, you can just download it for free, pretty much. Okay. Good stuff.
And finally, this evening, after about six weeks of saying, <laughs> yeah, we'll do this. Yep. <laughs> and putting it back and putting it back and putting it back. Because this lot don't know how to shut up. Oh, you're the one Ooh. who kept on rabbiting on about all the vengeance from Vavos and Time Lash. And... It's our pleasure to introduce a very, very brief overview <laughs> of this summer's sci-fi fantasy blockbusters. Okay. First one yep. that yeah. the real Keith and I went to see. Well, it's the first one I'm going to talk about anyway. Wally. Wally. Oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. It's, yeah, it's difficult to criticise this because it was so damn good. It was very good. Yeah. It's um, the latest animation. Was it a Disney Pixar? I think Pixar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pixar. Yeah. 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 Um, with, uh, I think the only big name in it was Sigourney Weaver yeah. as the computer. Mm. And she wasn't in it a lot. It's about, um, if you didn't know, it's about a tiny little robot, a cleaning robot... Recycler. Yeah, Earth is basically a tip. Mankind is upped and gone. And Wally and his little brothers and sisters, it's their job to collect all the rubbish, squash it into blocks, and basically clean up the Earth. But for some reason, Wally's the only one still working. And he's your typical cutified robot. Mm -hmm. He's (laughs) developed a personality over the centuries. He collects interesting things like yo-yos and Rubik's cubes Mm, and bras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's also got a little cockroach as a companion. He yep. does. Yeah, he does. One day, a spaceship lands, mm-hmm. and this little Big white spaceship. pod is deposited. Turns out to be another robot, Eve, yeah. which Wally becomes infatuated, what, infatuated mm. with. Yeah, it's you know it's the first life form he's found. Eve is actually there looking for life, mm-hmm. as in plants or animals. Evidence anything. that the planet has started again. It's yeah. recycled. Yeah, I mean, um, well, Wally stands for a Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth. Right. I didn't know that. Mm. Acronym, e- maybe? Acronym, yes. <laughs> Acronym. And um, Eve is Extraterrestrial Vegetation Evaluator. Crumbly knows more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it three times. She's three got times. the yes, book. She did. <laughs> and the crayons. Doctor Dot. <laughs> anyway, Eve eventually um, detects life form because Wally has found a plant. Mm, in a yes. boot. Which was in a fridge. Yeah. God knows how this thing found the light, but, you know, what the heck. <laughs> and the plant triggers an automatic homing device in her and she closes down to wait for the ship to come back and pick her up. Much to Wally's distress. Yeah, and he spends months and months keeping her dry and warm and trying to bring her back to life. Talking to her. Talking to mm-hmm. her. So sweet. I was nearly <laughs> in tears by that <laughs> The rest of the film I did stand a bleeding chance. <laughs> ship arrives, grabs Eve, and Wally hangs onto the outside of the ship, leaving poor little cockroach to himself and is taken to... Basically, it's a, a gene ship, isn't it? It's, um... Well, it's more of, it's a gene ship come leisure cruiser. Mm, yeah. yeah, people the... can no longer walk because they've been using the, uh, the axiom. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, they've been using um, the equivalent of old people chairs. Mm, they've so... they've all become clinically obese. None of them walk. <laughs> mm. None of them actually look at each other because they've got a screen in front of them that tells them everything. The uh, shuttle uh, docks with the ship. Eve is taken off, and the story then goes on to Wally trying to track her down mm. along with a, a ragtag group of broken robots. <laughs> the cleaning robot. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a little tiny cleaning robot Scrubber. that um, dete- <laughs> detects foreign particles mm. and cleans them and it spends the whole film chasing after Wally's scrubbing the floor behind 
him because of course he's a bit grubby he's been on earth for 700 years picking <laughs> up rubbish but it's a fantastic film and it, it manages to not descend into tweeness no mm. no that's it. it runs the borderline occasionally oh yeah, but yeah. sometimes yeah, but... yeah. and I mean... they, they attempt to do an E.T. at the end where you think he's dead and oh is he dead by, by this point everything was blurry because I was <laughs> sobbing <laughs> you should have seen my shirt it's completely damp you know? <laughs> yeah but, but no it all comes good in mm. the end as I'm sure I mean a few, a few tips of the hat to various other science fiction films I mean 2001 is featured with yeah. the um, ship's computer complete with a glowing red camera lens yeah, yeah. so we, we recommend yeah. oh definitely and mm. it's on my um, I'm going to buy this as DVD soon as it comes list. out on mm. DVD list mm. that's it I'm actually my rental list <laughs> <laughs> say it again Wally so good <laughs> <laughs> okay on a more serious note yeah. next, next. next we had the X-Files another one I haven't seen neither have I no, X- how long to see these films yes <laughs> X-Files disappeared quickly as they appeared mm, it unfortunately did, yeah. uh, I think I th- X-Files was okay it wasn't fantastic it wasn't terrible um, the trouble with it I think is it was a beautiful perfect television episode mm. not yeah. necessarily film material because nothing actually happened that's been the problem with <laughs> right. um, both X-Files films yeah. though yeah made a, would have made a fine double episode yeah. but mm. you know because it worked yeah. on big screen whereas the first X-Files film dealt very much with the mythology the uh, running story behind yes. it of um, aliens in collusion with the US government and such um, the second film is very much a standalone episode yeah. you can you can watch it quite easily without knowing any of X-Files mm. mythology oh, yeah. like the first one trouble is films by the sheer nature is a major dramatic event in the character's life the characters mm-hmm. usually come out of them changed before they went in yeah. but X-Files as I said was a TV series and TV episodes the central characters do not change well it's like our next film which uh, which we're going to review is that there was too much time yeah. in between yeah. the films with X-Files they could have quite happily have lost about half an hour yeah. to cut it down to TV length mm. and not actually destroy the story in yeah. any way so. it was a Russian surgeon experimenting in head swap yeah. surgery <laughs> I think I think was it his his lover his male lover had cancer so they were sort of virtually Frankenstein style transplanting all his his organs mm. from yeah. different donators and they're also turning him into a woman as well I think yeah, yeah. Okay. God knows mm. why yeah. but you know there's a very missed opportunity here for the head of Pert oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. you could have got a starring role again yeah. 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 and a body as well it was obvious there was an established relationship between Mulder and Scully yeah. but well, it didn't living seem together, yeah exactly yeah. but it didn't Ruth. seem to go anywhere no but there was one shout out moment one almost punch the air moment when Skinner reappeared mm. oh <laughs> save the day yeah. came in at just oh, the right yeah, Mulder had gone missing. Mulder and Scully are no longer working for FBI, and they had called in Mulder to sort out this missing FBI agent who had been kidnapped. And then Mulder goes missing, and the rest of the FBI team are, oh, well, he's gone. What can we do? And they start closing down the yeah. investigation. So Scully goes directly to head office, and, and the they... next scene you, see, you see is them driving in the car, and you recognise the silhouette. Yeah, because he hasn't changed mm-hmm. a bit. No, really. Really? Yeah. Ten years or the, the other two have aged, yeah. but yeah. he hasn't changed a bit. Wow. No, this yes. is the film that features Billy Connolly as oh, a paedophile priest. Yes, mm. which yeah. is a bit of a <laughs> sidestep, sidestep yeah. from his usual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he was very, very but good. He does, he, he, yeah. He's repentant. He's sorry. You get the idea that <laughs> like that's an excuse. No, mm. I'm not saying that is an excuse. Yes, but you did. <laughs> He is he is repentant. Yeah, and, and he is genuinely getting these visions of yeah. where the missing people are. 
Would we recommend? I I would say rent it. Don't buy it. Rent yeah. it. See what you think, and then buy it. If you're an <laughs> X-Files aficionado and you've got the lot, then mm. you'll go out and it's, buy it. It's one for completists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As I say, it was all right, but it was meh. You know, yeah. I wouldn't rave. Wouldn't say it was terrible. Which takes us nicely on to Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. This is the. Fourth, Indiana Fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What did we think? Crumbly. Very enjoyable. I mean, as I stated previously, I mean, there was way too much of a gap between um, the Last Crusade and uh, Kingdom of the Crystal yeah. Skull. I mean, Crystal Skull should have been done at least five or six years earlier. No disrespect to Harrison Ford, but I mean, he is starting to show his years. That is why I mean, a lot, a lot more of the emphasis was on um, Gia LaBeouf yeah, to um, yeah, to come, yeah, to uh, fulfil the action scene, so to speak. The Last Crusade was going to be the last film. They mm. were not going to be doing any more Indiana well, Jones. had them right off into the sunset. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It was all done and dusted, tied up and gone. So is this another we could do with the money thing? Let's see how much we can wring out of people. I think, I think to a certain extent it is, but I am willing to forgive them for that because it was such a fantastic film. I loved every minute of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I may refer to the throat of Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> that wobbling pendulous mass under his chin. I don't think it's just money. I think I just don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, he is very fond of his CG. Fortunately, it isn't just him, it's Spielberg too. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I think he was bemoaning the fact that he couldn't use his CGI because mm. yeah. Spielberg wouldn't let him. Yeah. I mean, especially in the final scenes where the alien sorcerer is taking off. Well, I mean, that was the whole point. To my mind, it was like the first film. The CGI and the special effects are kept right down to a minimum. Oh, they're paid until it right down the to the final button. payoff where yeah. they go yeah, they pick up at it. Yeah. I liked his son yeah I don't know about everyone else but it was obvious from the very beginning to me that it was going to turn out to be his son yeah and I was really pleased to see the return of Marion because she was my oh. favourite <laughs> of his leading ladies that is one thing that struck me is halfway through the film when they're finally reunited yeah Indiana Jones acts like an 18 year old just yeah. for a couple of minutes <laughs> he's <laughs> still very obviously dotty about yeah. her oh, yeah. yeah and she aged well she yeah, has she, she, so, yeah. she's done an Elizabeth Sladen you know yeah. she's hardly and the bits where they they're tied up in the back of the lorry and he's escaping and they're rowing whilst he's escaping yeah. <laughs> and she comments on all his subsequent conquests and as he's disappearing out of the top of the lorry he says yeah but they weren't you and just the grin the on look her on face, her face. It was yes. just, they both do it yeah and they should have probably done something about it 25 years yeah. earlier yeah <laughs> But the son was very much there to do all the um, hero stuff yeah. and, that he and can't quite manage any. I think he still did his he fair still, share yeah. of stunts. Yeah, but there were some bits that were meant to be him that obviously weren't. Well, insurance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it just didn't seem that he did as much hands-on, you-could-probably-hurt-yourself-doing-this kind of stunt. I'm um, not sure he ever did. Really. But I love the way he's turned into a doddery professor. <laughs> yeah, he's they're mm. zooming through the camp on that motorbike they've crashed and are going under the table and the first thing he does is tell them that if they want to be archaeologists they've got to get out in the field you know, yeah. he's, he's turned into Marcus yeah to a certain yeah. extent he's turned more into Marcus than he has into his father yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not, not such as a, much as a buffoon this for me was a, th- a thumbs up and it's one of the ones I want to get on DVD mm-hmm. when it's it comes good. out I don't think it's my favourite uh, no it's least favourite the four of them for me um, um, the ending I got particular ribbing at work for the ending I mean everyone at my place of work hated the ending they hated the fact that aliens were responsible and by the end of their ranting I felt like it was my fault yeah <laughs> if it is my fault could I please have the cheque because yeah I could do with the money I don't really see 
see how aliens being buried in the desert is any different yeah. from a box that can talk to gods. Yeah, you know, I, I have no problem mm. with the ending whatsoever. No. They also had a problem with the way he escaped from the nuclear um, target the zone in the oh, fridge. Right, yeah. um, why is that any more ridiculous than jumping out of an aeroplane on a rubber dinghy? Just as ludicrous. Apparently in media circles, the phrase nuking the fridge has now taken over from jumping the shark. Uh, yeah. That's wrong. I thought that was no, such it, a brilliant way to works. get away from it. It works in context. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, completely, yeah. it's completely rubbish. But yeah. 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 yeah, but then so, so is jumping out of an aeroplane on a rubber dinghy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It works in context. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Now, I'd say, for me, this is my second favourite after Raiders of the Lost Ark. Better than Temple of Doom and Head and Shoulders over Last Crusade. I, I like, I like Last, Last Crusade. Crusade. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, still immensely enjoyable. Yeah. Yep, okay, that moves us on to Batman. Batman. The Dark Knight. I think I didn't like this. I, it's been raved about and people have hooted that it's been the best thing since Life's Bread, but I think it may be the problem is we saw it after the proms. Yeah, on the um, afternoon of the proms. Yeah, and that, that was such a high and, you know, we're cut tired and coming down, but... Yeah. I, originally I was kind of hoping to see it up in London with yeah. after the proms, but we decided to come back and watch it back in Crawley. That train ride oh, yeah. I was mm. falling asleep. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, I think it's overrated. You can't understand what Christian Bale says <laughs> as Batman. His voice seems to get more gravelier the further he goes into it until your own throat starts hurting in sympathy. I didn't notice that. Everybody's oh, complained. I didn't notice. No. <laughs> I thought uh, Heath Ledger's role as the Joker was good. Yeah. You got about three or four different versions of his creation all spoken, told to you by the Joker so you don't mm-hmm. know where he's actually from. One thing I did notice about the Joker, I mean, he was very much a violence for violence's sake person. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. Complete, yeah. he was a complete psychopath. Well, yeah. There's the part of getting all that money, being paid all that ransom cash mm. and then setting fire to it. Well, that's it. I mean, he was a very, well, nihilistic character. Yeah. I think it was beginning to suffer slightly for too many villains in it. What is it? Uh, Two-Face only got a cough and a spit right at the end. Yeah. And I think, to my mind, what worked against it is they're very much for the last two shows have been trying to push the realistic side of it. It's all possible. And, good. and that's not Batman. Batman always has a slight bit of fantasy in there. And it was just too gritty for my tastes. I didn't have a problem with that. I think I quite like the approach yeah. they're taking. The same with Bond. They're yeah. kind of taking the more realistic down-to-earth approach. I quite like that. But it seemed too long, too plodding yeah. to me. Mm. Kind of halfway along, you get to what do you think is the end of the film, and suddenly it's another half of the yeah. film to go. Well, they, that's what I mean. They introduced the Two-Face section, which mm. does seem decidedly tagged on. Mm. So they could have split the film into two. They could, there was mm. enough material there, certainly. You've got the very dark, very gothic vision of Tim Burton. Yeah. And um, the more, as you say, more sort of grisly realistic approach of the uh, past couple of films. Yeah. Mm. I, I think that is personally where my favourite lies, is the gothic side. Mm. Not the, the comedy... <laughs> Batman and Robin. Mm. Batman <laughs> and Robin, but the, the two Tim original Burton. Tim Burton gothic. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And admittedly, the second one was slightly overloaded with the villains, but... I rewatched Batman recently, and I don't think it's aged that well, to be honest. Okay, so a thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I suppose for me it's got to be a thumbs down. Me too, strangely. I don't know why mm. it just didn't grab me at all. Well, I haven't actually seen the film. I mean, apart, <laughs> oh, apart from <laughs> reviews as such, so I mean... Nor have I. It seems yeah. to lack fun. Yeah, the that's Joker it. had some kind of grim humour to it, yeah. but it wasn't was enough to no, lift the was... film out of the no. darkness. So that's a definite no-no. Yes, no, uh, Heath Ledger wasn't too insane for me. There was a certain level of sanity that ran through it. Okay, that leads us on to Hellboy. Ah, 
Hellboy. Yes. This um this was a surprising film for me because I um I'd seen some Hellboy comics and I'd seen the night before the original Hellboy mm-hmm. and I didn't think there would ever be a place in a Hellboy film for a Barry Manilow song. <laughs> yes. How wrong I was. Oh yes. Yes. That, that a takes... moment of typical male left Yeah. Two <laughs> demons bemoaning their lot. Their love Barry life. Barry Manilow drunk. sang yeah. "Can't Smile Without oh, You." Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> was a high inspired. point. I yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was very fantastical. Oh, very much. All so. the, yeah. the creatures mm. and the, I loved the Angel of Death with all the eyes and the wings. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. Weird Im- imagery to go with it. Mm. And Luke Gloss didn't realise it was him until yeah, the Luke end. Gloss. I mean, <laughs> but but what got me is the fact I think the last film he was in was Blade. Oh, Blade Two or Three. I forget which one. But uh, which, Blade Two, in which he was white pasty faced mm. and blonde head does he actually look like that now I mean, is that <laughs> the only role he can get yeah <laughs> the only letdown with this film was that when you found out the prince and the princess were yeah. linked yeah. you knew yeah. exactly yeah. how mm-hmm. it was going to end going to end but, but I, getting there was a lot of yeah, fun yeah it was fun mm. to get there I didn't yeah. mind the journey I mean one character that, that did make me chuckle was um, Johan Krauss oh, the uh, yeah. e- yeah. ectoplasmic being the, the yeah. German oh, yeah. ectoplasmic being alright who did remind me very strongly of um, the Brian of Morbius <laughs> and who incidentally was uh, voiced by Seth MacFarlane yes of a uh, yes. family guy oh. Mm. Yeah, it looked great. It, obviously, he spent a lot of money on this yeah. look. Mm. It really oh, yeah. look good. But it seemed to me it was just too Hollywood predictable. The, well, whole, the whole Link thing. The whole Link yeah. thing. Yeah. You knew mm-hmm. exactly. Could, yeah, it was very much sci-fi mm. by numbers. It but, was. And I'll admit I'm getting a bit fed up with that. tired with every film. You know exactly mm. what the plot is going to be from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the thing was, I mean, I enjoyed it for the whole fantastical element of it. Yeah. As to say, I mean, the characters, I mean, the creatures and monsters, I mean, they're so, well, I wouldn't say nightmarish, but I mean, I mean, you could tell they came from a very vivid ima- imagination. Mm. I liked the kittens. Oh. <laughs> this huge yeah. eight-foot red monster, and he's dotty about the kittens. kittens. <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying. It'd be nice if there was a little bit of imagination in You'd a film. twist in the end somewhere. Yeah. 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 Well, I think from from what I said, there's a third film on the way. Simply from the plot lines that was left in the second film. First film, uh, Hellboy is created to end the world, and he's oh, yeah. he's shown mm. down the path of goodness. The angel. Of death the soothsayer rescues him and says that this is the second time that he could threaten the world if he gets control of the golden army and there's going to be a third time that he could threaten the world mm-hmm. they've laid the groundwork for a third film yeah and i did like the fact that um the goggles where you can see things as they mm, truly yeah. are <laughs> he's got the um he's got the horns and the, horns, cl- the flaming yeah. crown yeah. so he's mm. still somewhere in there is still the son of the devil he's still yeah. a demon but the thing is like el president who was saying you unless they decide to really fly out to the left wing yeah, yeah. you know that that's not going to happen yeah i know mm, he's yeah. going to be saved at the last minute but or I, i've got to admit i'm with andy on this one i did enjoy the journey at least oh, visually yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah it was good enough film yeah but left wanting a bit more yeah, okay so, yeah. yeah okay right it takes us on to clone wars Star which wars. i didn't see so over to neither you neither did i oh just us just her again <laughs> right well um bit of an odd one bit of an odd one it's by warner brothers so you don't have the traditional uh 20th century fanfare no. at the beginning of it. Yep. It doesn't have uh, 
a write-up, but has what sounds like the Channel 4 announcer guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that is wrong. You know, I don't, I can't put my finger on it, but... Well, the it's... guy who did the introduction to Blackadder in that. Yeah, that's what it oh, sounds Lord. like. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously aimed at kids. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, kids. definitely. It's a cartoon, isn't who it? Who can't read the, the, the crawl, maybe. Yeah, uh, it's a CG cartoon. Yeah. And it's something that sticks in the crawl with me slightly is Cartoon Network did, what is it, five-minute cartoon films. And this this is such a direct and blatant oh, rip-off. I want to say rip-off, but follow-on. It's as if Lucas or somebody's gone around and said, oh, they can do that. That's good. We're not going to let them do that anymore. We're doing it. <laughs> you know, because even the, the CGI style of the characters is from the Cartoon Network yeah. cartoon. Literally, you know, they've taken it word for word verbatim and they've just CGI'd it rather than hand-drawn it. Oh. The story was mediocre nothing spectacular nothing to write home about it takes its premise very much from from the second film of the second trilogy it is very much a follow-on from yeah. when clones attack sounds like a bad sky one story doesn't it <laughs> when clones attack. oh yes fox fox yeah it's obviously um designed as a tv series yeah every few minutes is a big confrontation yeah where yeah. the ad breaks are the, where, where yeah, the of the end of the episode yeah it's fine but does it deserve to be on the big screen well i mean it's I'm what sure about it's, that. it's what they used to do with the original Battlestar Galactica wasn't it spliced together a couple of episodes and yeah. really give it a theatrical release and hmm. Doug Rogers yeah did that as well. it is basically just an intro into the TV series that's it that's it yeah, when's just, that out uh, shortly Ooh. very shortly yeah it's it's okay I mean, the characters are there Anakin isn't quite as annoying perhaps no <laughs> he's toned down I think bit. you said you get this annoying sidekick for him yeah who, who takes the Anakin oh, aspects <laughs> yeah Zero the Hut who was Zero the Hut Zero yeah. the Hut yeah. rather bizarre Oh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't work out whether it was male or female, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure it knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lift up its tail, you can tell. Uh, I, I didn't want to. <laughs> okay, so thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, no, thumbs across. Yeah. Straight line, you know. Yeah. Much. It's, mm. not, yeah. it's not big budget Star Wars. It's not real Star Wars. No, there's a quite a few nice lightsaber fights, but, you yeah, know. A few nice moments, but it wasn't but, yeah. the epic kind of adventure that Star Wars should be. Yeah. But it's the sort of thing people are going to buy just because it's Star Wars. Mm. I think it's completely. Completists, yeah. Yeah, another yeah. one for, for a completist, okay. yeah. All right, that leaves us with one film. Mm-hmm. The Mummy. Yeah. Do uh-huh. we want to talk about The Mummy? No. No, okay. <laughs> the Mummy, or three or four, is it? Three. It's uh, three, yeah. It was rubbish. Enjoyable hokum. I, I have Enjoyable. To, I have to say, everything that the Indiana Jones films was, this wasn't. wasn't. Just <laughs> don't even bother with it. Crumbly thinks it's enjoyable, but, you know, he hit his head once. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Look what happened. Okay, so... That's it for another podcast. Mm, Indeed. See you later. Well, we're over 30 now. You can go to the website, www.staggeringstories.net. Or you can drop us a line at show at staggeringstories.net. We also have a Facebook group. We oh, do. yes. Mm, yes, we do. Just type in Staggering Stories, look under groups, and there we are. Yep. Join us. Cooey. We're a happy bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for another Staggering Stories podcast. In the next one, more of the same. News, reviews, who, old and new. That rhymed. Mm, yes, it did. <laughs> He's good at that. He's mm-hmm. a poet. You don't know it. I'm a poet and don't know it. This oh, is me, dear. Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. And goodbye. I must not clown. What? Like? <laughs> you not. Know.
You have been listening to the Staggering Heroes Podcast, Series 1, Number 30, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here are those of the speaker, don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. A copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Just what is a clanger, anyway? Oh, no, no, getting married by William Shatner. <laughs> oh, and how do you, Andrew, Paul, <laughs> take the Jane Belinda? <laughs> I pronounce you man and wife. Oh, that would be such a moving ceremony. You get a signed photo. What, mm. William Shatner? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have it I'm... above the marital bed. Oh, yeah. oh that'd be a... <laughs> That would be a surefire contraceptive, that would. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, just one look at that and... Well, I don't know, you could say to any future son or daughter that you produce, you were conceived in the shadow of Shatner. Who isn't? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the gravitational pull of Shatner. Half the world was conceived in the shadow of Shatner. <laughs> Time for bed, said Zeppity.